Now, I'm excited to share on the subject just because I'm excited to share anything about the Word, really. Amen. Amen. <laughs> and so, my message will have a lot of Scripture, because I'll just like to, I like to use Scripture to confirm Scripture. Like, I just want to show you through the Word what baptism means and why we do it. And so, that's what I'll be going over today. I'll be going over uh, why we baptize, what baptism means, and like I said, it's going to be short, probably about 10 minutes. So, that way, we can get these baptisms done. Amen. Is that working? All right. So this says, this is Romans 6, 1, 3, so I'm going to start. It says, what shall we say then? Shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? Certainly not. How shall we who died to sin live any longer in it? Or do you not know that as many of us as were baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death? Amen. So here Paul's telling us, that we are baptized into Christ's death. The word baptism is complete immersion. You know, it's complete submersion. That's what the word baptized means. So our old man has been completely immersed into the death of Christ. We now identify with Christ, which means we identify with his death. There has been an inner baptism that has already taken place, okay? So every born-again believer has already had this inner baptism, amen? And this is now we're completely united with Christ. And this is what the water baptism represents. It is his burial and his resurrection into new life. So you're going under, you're identifying with his death, and then you're coming out as a brand new creation. Amen? I'm just going to confirm it with some more scripture. Amen? Okay? Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. So our physical bodies and our souls have not died. They're not new. I mean, obviously, this is easy to see. It's easy to be observed. When someone's born again, God can supernaturally take things from you, but generally you're the same person as you were right before you got saved physically and in your mind. But your old inner man has been put to death, and he has been raised again with Christ. Another way to say it, is, as Paul talks about in Colossians, he says, your sinful nature has been circumcised from you. It is gone. You no longer have a sinful nature. It is not there. Amen? So you might wonder, well, why do I want to sin? Or why do I still sin sometimes? Like, what's, what's the deal with that? Well, the real reason that we still have sin in our life sometimes is just because we don't renew our mind. And I'm gonna, I'll touch on that in a minute. But for now, I want to go back into Romans this explains the death and resurrection just a little bit more. Therefore, we were buried with him through baptism into death, that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we also should walk in newness of life. For if we have been united together in the likeness of his death, certainly we also shall be in the likeness of his resurrection. Amen. Is that not good? Hmm. So, our new born-again spirits from the likeness of Jesus, right? They are righteous. They are holy. They are pure. Like, we now identify with Christ's righteousness because of what he has done for us. He has taken our sin and given us righteousness. Like, there's no better trade in the world. I mean, that's, that's it. <laughs> and this is called identification in Christ. All you have to do is believe that he did this for you, and now that is yours. It's yours to take. Um, the word even tells us that Jesus not only paid 
for our sins, but the sins of the entire world. I mean, he literally paid the sins for everybody. Even unbelievers technically have their, their sins forgiven. They just don't accept what Jesus has done for them. There's, there's a free gift sitting there, and they don't take it. But for those of us that have accepted this gift from Jesus, we have received that newness of life on the inside. And since this newness takes place on the inside, it does not automatically manifest itself in our flesh. That's a bummer. I wish it did. <laughs> but it doesn't. Uh, there is some work on our part to bring this manifestation into our daily lives. Romans 12.2, And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is the good and acceptable and perfect will of God. So, this is why we see born-again people that do live like the rest of the world, because they just haven't renewed their mind. It doesn't mean they don't have salvation. It doesn't mean they're not saved. But they don't know what they've been called to. They don't know that they're supposed to renew your... You're supposed to be in the Word renewing your mind so you can find out who you are in Christ and take your place in the body of, in the body of Christ. And this is why discipleship is so important. And that's why we are making it a, a focus and no limits because it's for every believer. I mean, discipleship is the next step. It's just what comes next. And I know we've all heard it before, but we were never called to make converts. I mean, we're called... To make disciples. Disciples make disciples, which means that everyone in here should eventually be able to lead someone else into discipleship. That's what we're called to. So, Christian life is more than just salvation. Not trying to play, downplay salvation because that is a major part of it. But it's just part of the package. We are called to a holy life separated unto God. And so if we're focusing on conversions and not discipleship, that's just... It's just an error that we really cannot afford to make because the Bible teaches us that we need to provide training to create these disciples. In fact, the same command, when he commanded us to train up disciples, it's the same time he commanded us to baptize. It's in the, same, it's in the Great Commission. He said, go therefore and make disciples, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. And then he said, teaching them the ways of the Lord. I mean, he, it's teaching, it's technically said twice there. He told us to teach Yep, and then, and then he said to baptize them in the Father and Son and the Holy Ghost. And so this, this baptism that we've been talking about is, uh, deals with our salvation. I mean, you've been buried in Christ, and then you're brought up to a new life. But there is another, and this, okay, this, whole, this baptism is done by the Holy Spirit, right? The Holy Spirit is with us, and he baptizes us into Christ. He is with us and baptizes us into Christ. Again, I got, I got Scripture to back all this up, right? For by one Spirit we were all baptized into one body, whether Jews or Greeks, whether slaves or free, and have all made to drink into one Spirit. Amen? In fact, I need to drink a little bit of water. All right. But there is another baptism. And this is the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Amen? And this baptism works the other way around. Jesus baptizes us into the Holy Spirit. So before the Holy Spirit baptized you into Jesus, now Jesus baptizes you in the Holy Spirit. Amen? Amen. Yes. Matthew 3.1 I indeed baptize you with water unto repentance, but he who is coming after me is mightier than I, 
whose sandals I am not worthy to carry, he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. Amen. This is John the Baptist talking about the coming Jesus. And so, while this baptism is not necessary for salvation, it's not. We know that we can be born again. But it is necessary if you want to walk in the fullness of God that he has for you. If you want to live the life that he has planned for you, this baptism is most certainly necessary. I just want you to think about this with me. I'm going to, I'm going to show you why I think this. Think about this. Jesus, he was God at birth. When he was born, he was already God. Like He didn't grow into it. He was God. You know? Yet there was no outward manifestation of anything that the power of God. There was any power of God manifestation from him until he received the baptism of the Holy Spirit. There was not any healings. He didn't preach. There was no deliverances. None of that happened until he was baptized in the Holy Spirit. And he never sinned. He was sinless. He was perfect. There was not one fault in him. Yet he needed to be anointed with the Holy Spirit before his ministry could be effective. And that's, that, that tells me right there, how could any of us expect to walk in an effective Christian walk without the baptism of the Holy Spirit if Jesus needed it? How could we expect to not need it? And this, again, to reiterate my point here, and being assembled together with him, he commanded them not to depart from Jerusalem. So this was after Jesus died and was resurrected, and he's talking to his disciples. He says, but wait for the promise of the Father, which he said, you have heard from me, for John truly baptized with water, but you shall be baptized with the Holy Spirit not many days from now. So think about this, right? Jesus told his disciples not to leave Jerusalem until they received this baptism, okay? Jesus had just resurrected from the dead. This was the most wonderful thing that ever happened. It is still the most wonderful thing that ever happened. Jesus Christ was raised from the dead. The living God had came to earth in a human body, lived a sinless life, and was crucified and resurrected for our salvation. Like, salvation had finally come. This was God's plan from the beginning. It had finally taken place. Like, his whole plan was coming together. Yet, what did Jesus say? He said, don't leave Jerusalem until you have this, because you need it. You know, you're not, that is how important this baptism is. It's not just speaking in tongues. That's just a part of the baptism of the Holy Spirit. The, it's so much more than that. I mean, because we know that baptism means to totally immerse, total immersion. So it's the Holy Spirit coming. He goes from being with us to being in us. Amen? And of course, this was all made possible because the Holy Spirit baptized us and Jesus first gave us a brand new spirit that can now accept the Holy Spirit because we are made righteous through him. 